Bengals fans are amazing. They're resilient, they're tough, but they're fun. And I'm I'm really excited to hopefully meet a lot a lot more of you. Isaac has the big game. Then we became a real balanced offense for the playoff run, which I thought was really important. He put on the greatest route running exhibition I have ever seen in my life. He was he was football twenty four seven, and that was the greatest part of of Chad. Times at times the early part, I would tell him when we were throwing deep passes, I said, "Don't wait too long." You know, because I'm going to get away. If you ain't going to have the arm to get there. So, you know, I want to run to the ball, you know. Well, Duke, it looks like Duke's in the waiting room. I don't want to keep Duke waiting. He gave us uh, a very limited amount of time. I know he's a busy, busy man. Duke, what's going on, big dog? How you doing, buddy? Jim, how are you, man? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, hey. I'm real busy. I'm sitting on my porch. Yeah, well, hey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a little drink going on there. You know, Joe Burrow has played in big games his entire life. And I would think you will be a steady hand at the at the at the bow of the ship, and uh, I think I wouldn't be surprised if they take them all the way to the Super Bowl. I really wouldn't. Do it. Way, thanks guys for bearing with me here. Let's uh, let's get to the duck race here. I want to bring on a, a really good friend of mine I know for many years, uh, John Strasser. What's up, John? How you doing, buddy? Hey, gentlemen, how y'all doing? Good, man. Good. Hey, man, we appreciate you. We we know uh, John's out of town right now, but uh, thanks for taking a couple minutes with us. So, uh, the charity duck race that we went through the last couple weeks that Tony was facilitating for us, um, uh, Tony, we that, that money was going to Parkinson's, uh, and uh, Tony, where, where was our total at? Where we find up wind up on that? Um, we sold 35 bucks. I think that's right around $1,700 or so. Um, okay. that's gonna go to the, yeah, it's going to go yeah. to the Parkinson yeah. Support and Wellness Organization. Hey, hey, John, could you just briefly just, I mean, you and I had a conversation about three or four weeks ago mm-hmm. um, about your situation. Could you share with all of our viewers uh, what you're going through right now? Sure. First off, thanks for having me. Um, I've known Jimmy for a long time, Jim and Trish and I got to meet uh, Tony and Carrie at London One. We became friends since, but uh, I let Jimmy know a couple weeks ago that six weeks ago I was actually diagnosed with Parkinson's. Um, came out of nowhere, surprised my wife and I very suddenly. I uh, was having symptoms, but um, got diagnosed. And, um, you know, I, I am blessed to have people like Jimmy and Tony in my life that uh, decided to this year take this charity and give the money to Parkinson's research. Uh, which I have become a part of now. So I had a choice with my Parkinson's disease to start on medicine, to slow the tremors or fight it. And uh, I made the decision to fight the, the disease, uh, go into research now for the next year or so um, and try to find a cure, try to help others uh, that, uh, you know, should they get it years down the road that they have a chance to uh, not have the same situation that I might be facing over the next couple of years. Um, but excited uh-huh. about it. Uh, have a, uh, a former role model, a gentleman that my dad was friends with that had it for 30 years. And I know what it looks like to have Parkinson's and, to, you know, kind of uh, celebrate it a little bit and, um, you know, fight through the issues I'll be facing. But, uh, you know, uh, have a chance to try to make things better. Yeah, John, I just just want to tell you, that you've been in the prayer list every day uh, since uh, you and I had that conversation, brother. And uh, when Tony and I were talking, it was only fitting that the last two weeks that we focused on on Parkinson's and, and trying to find a, a cure uh, for this awful disease here, man. So um, we want you to stay on the screen here with us, bud. 
uh, if it's okay uh, for this duck race. So we've got uh, a lot of ducks here, and Tom's our duck caller on this usually here. So go ahead and fire it away, James. And they are off. Right past the 275 bridge, cracking down. We have one fewer duck this week after uh, last race's winner, Jamie and I purchased and put out the stud. But we have the uh, plain duck taking control <laughs> taking control of the race early, uh, which is something John. you never want to do. Eileen O'Toole's duck. Uh, Eileen, sorry, you're not going to win this week. But, uh, stalling a little bit. Comes COVID duck. Jason, Tom, Walcott's you're ruthless this week. Looking pretty good. Ruthless. I'm going to be going the limb. Never to look at the Batman duck looking good this week. I want Brown Suck to win. <laughs> well, the rest of them. Here comes uh, Lime Green Duck, Stevie Wolfer. Is that say Stevie Roman Wonder? Wolfer, that's, Stevie a, that's a family affair. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Here we go. Roman Wolfer, look at that. Rowan Wolfer, congratulations. Hey, so. Tony, briefly explain to them what they did. One of the best prize packages we ever put together, brother. Explain to them what they just won. Yeah, this is a phenomenal quarterback package. It's got uh, footballs and football cards, jerseys, mini helmets. Um, you know, it's got a whole kinds of stuff uh, from our former uh, uh, quarterbacks throughout the years. So uh, you just want a heck of a package, and uh, I'll reach out to you and make sure that you get this thing and uh, start that collection if you haven't already started one. Yeah, that's very cool. looks like a Jeff Blake um, AFC Pro Bowl jersey, Ken Anderson jersey, starting lineups. You name it. I think every quarterback's covered there. So thank you, yeah. Tony, for putting that together. That's a pretty cool package. Hey, Tony, thank you very much. And real quick before I let you all go, my wife and I had a conversation, and uh, we are going to match the donations tonight uh, that you have raised to double the total uh, for Parkinson's research. And um, thank you all for allowing me to do it. It's an honor. Oh, John, man, it's uh, awesome, buddy. Hey, Bengals Nation, everybody that's watching right now, we got a ton of folks in, in the, the chat area, tons of them watching on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube right now. Make sure you keep John and his family in your prayers. Uh, if you if he comes down to the tailgate most of the time, he was down there for a little bit this week. Uh, if he's down there for the Browns game, I'm going to ask you to hunt John down, say hi to him. One of the nicest human beings you'll ever meet. Um, and how he's going to beat this is his attitude because he's a very positive individual. Uh, glass is always half full. So that's the type of mentality you need to get through this, John. We appreciate you, buddy. Got you. Appreciate it, guys. Really appreciate the, uh, the generosity and who uh, day. All right. Who day, bud. Thank you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right. 
Hey, James, I think Trenton's in the, in the waiting room. And I, I think it's his damn birthday, man. How's he taking time for, out of his birthday to come? Oh, it's I, not his know. birthday. My bad. Somebody said it was his birthday. I'm like, okay. <laughs> He's in the waiting room right now laughing at me right now. I can see it. So, James, go ahead and bring him on. All righty. Here we go. Trenton, what's going on, big dog? How you doing? Doing well. How y'all doing? Good, man. Hey, you're a, in a very short period of time, you have become a damn legend. The fans love you, brother, and we appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate y'all. All right. I, I Look, man, I just got off the plane. I literally just got here five minutes ago. Uh, I, I didn't have a chance to load all these videos. James, did you get a chance to load any of them? The videos, not yet, but we do have some um, pictures that um, we're going to share. Um, hopefully, if Jamie gets on, we can upload some of the videos. But uh, for those that don't know, Going back, Trenton, you, it seems like you added an O-N to your name here once you've uh, made the pros. A lot of the uh, the rival stuff, a lot of that older stuff just says Trent Irwin. When going back um, through the archives, I, I noticed he had D1 offers from everybody, uh, basically every Pac-12 school, uh, Vanderbilt. So obviously the grades were um, very good. Um, Trenton, we got a picture here. It looks like from the Army-Navy game. Um, at the time, going back and um, reading this uh, this article, uh, I think the gentleman standing next to you was possibly you guys were looking at Arizona State. Um, for those that followed your career, that's um, not where it ended up. If that maybe that guy was a, a quarterback uh, standing next to you, do you want to uh, talk about um, way back then? Man, uh, yeah, there's so much I can talk about there, but that's that's my boy. That's actually Brady White. Um, he went to ASU and then. Went to Memphis, and I think he still holds a lot of the records for passing as a quarterback at Memphis. Uh, just this last, I think it was this last summer, I went to his wedding. So I was one of the groomsmen at his wedding. So we're still close, even though we had to take the separate routes to, you know, from college. That was that was the talk. That almost went to ASU. Uh, Mama wanted me to go to Stanford. She'd always been my teacher when I was growing up. So Stanford was the move, and and still happy with it. So. Great decision. Here's a uh, another picture. Um, obviously, a California native uh, signed with Stanford uh, January 6, 2015. So um, very cool to go back and, and read some of that um, stuff from back in the day. And again, a pretty uh, impressive uh, list of colleges. So going back to what you said, uh, the ultimate decision was um, mom was happy that uh, you went to Stanford. So yeah, my mom was my teacher my whole life, actually. Uh, well, not my whole life from like second to seventh grade at like a small private school. So she was big on Stanford. Um, I had a couple, you know, a lot of other options, but it really came down to just sort of the people and the combination between academics and sports. And it's hard to beat that at Stanford, you know. It's, it's uh, funny that you mentioned your mom. Obviously, family is, is very important. Here's a um, picture I pulled from um, Twitter at, um, at Stanford. It must have been uh, during Thanksgiving time. What you're thankful for? Is this um, is this everybody in your family? Uh, my actually, my sister's missing there. I think she was either at college or somewhere else. But I got the youngest sister there, Ava. But Alyssa, she's missing in that picture. So I got one more sister. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Very uh, very fun. cool. Go hey, ahead, Jimmy. James. James, I was able to download that video as we were talking. All right. So Trent, I'm telling you, I know you never seen this show before, but I hope the guys have told you and warned you. We're going to find some videos somewhere about you and, and <laughs> on you. We found one. It was funnier than hell because we talked about it last week a little bit. But let's play this. Uh, it, it, you know, what people don't know is Trenton won an Oscar 
And uh, this this is exactly this little short commercial is what he won the Oscar for. Let's do this. This is great. Thank you. Velveeta and Rotel tomatoes and green chilies to chicken and pasta. It's so good. Mm. It'll blow them away. Man, that's good. Man, that's good. <laughs> so I've heard about that. I didn't see that until last week. So talk about that, man. You did a Velveeta cheese commercial, Hollywood. Oh, man. <laughs> yep. Did a, I've done uh, probably like five or ten commercials in my life, but. Uh, that's the main one that you can definitely find, and it still exists on a lot of uh, a lot of sources there. YouTube, it's it's a little hard to find, so I'm impressed that y'all y'all find it there. Um, but uh, it was, I mean, we did it all day. I, I had actually like a little spit bucket, and so you would eat it and then say something and spit it out because they didn't want you to get full. So we did take all day to try to get that mm, right, and then the man it was a whole different scene. And then actually a weird little fun fact to pull it up there. Um, they had like a, like a, I mean, I see it like a roller coaster track. There was like a big black roller coaster track that pulled me up there. And then they just sort of somehow cut it out in the uh, production of the ending result. So I don't know how they did that. That's beyond me, but there was a roller coaster track looking thing pulling me up there. I'm just waiting for that damn thing to be played at the stadium when you guys, you yeah. know, in between a, a timeout or something. It's going to happen. You know they're going to do it. So, so how did they? Did you like? Did you go rehearsing for these things? What? How did you do? What happened? Yeah. So my dad was actually a commercial actor, um, and did you know some theatrical stuff as well. But the whole family would go out for commercial auditions, and um, that was sort of what we did. And I ended up getting that one. Um, you you know, usually you go to an audition and if they like you, they call you back and sometimes they put you on a veil or they call you back again. Um, I think this one, they just called me back and then gave me the job. And so then we shot all day and um, it turned out good. It, it was a little bit shaky in the beginning, actually. It wasn't exactly what they wanted. We tried, you know, a little thing here and there and then it, it finally clicked for them. So we uh, it turned so, out well. So your boys, the players that you play with, they know about this damn thing, right? Uh, a lot of them do. I learned the other day that not all of them do because we play in the offensive meeting a lot, but I think some of the defensive guys don't actually know. <laughs> so is it uh, is it safe to say acting maybe something you do once the, the pursuit, once the football career is over? Um, it definitely has to be after football. I, I ran into that issue with uh, in high school, actually in a Microsoft commercial. I got the commercial and had to miss a practice. It was before my first game. And because I missed that practice, they benched me for the first quarter of my freshman year. So right. I, at that point, it was it was football. So uh, I don't know if it'll be afterwards. I could see it being that, but I think we got to fill that out and see what's up when it happens. That's a this is a good segue because if the acting doesn't work out, maybe there's a career in animals or a reptile show. Do you want to talk about this picture? <laughs> 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 Steve, is, is Steve Irwin a distant relative, or, or what? Uh, what do we need to know here? I call him Cuzzo, but I'm, I'm not related to Steve Irwin. I wish I was. Um, same last name, same spelling. Uh, of no relation that I know of, but in my mind, he's Cuzzo. Yeah, um, I love animal conservation type efforts, and that that might be a field that I 
I move into if possible, but that's that's all dependent on, I guess, <laughs> the future. But that is definitely, and that was a live gator. That was Spike. And doesn't uh, look like his tape, his mouth's not even taped shut, right? No, you're, a brave, you're a brave soul. Everywhere. I, I know the people who had that organization there, so they take that gator everywhere. Um, I have a, I think I have a picture of me carrying it, too, because it was at, like, some Easter event. They had the gator there, so. There's not many gators in the uh, Palo Alto area, is there? There are. (laughs) Do not get near there while the Blackburn family can get any proof of that further because uh, you'll be in big trouble. So uh, keep those questions away. I just got a text from Elizabeth. Uh, Trenton, you're not to touch alligators, period. (laughs) It's in your contract. It's in your damn contract now. (laughs) You need to your fingers. No, question is, uh, you know, in Cincinnati, we value our football history. We have Ken Anderson, who should be in the Hall of Fame, Boomer Esiason, who dominated uh, pretty much of a decade of the 80s, won an NFL MVP. Two very different personalities, but two very strong leaders. Certainly, we all know the Bengals have a great leader in our quarterback, Joe Burrow. But what is his demeanor in the huddle? Ken Anderson was known as very calm, very clear, very direct, whereas Boomer could get very emotional and sometimes very angry. What's Joe Burrow like in the huddle for you guys? Mm. Um, I'd say he's more on the calmer side. I'd say he's more on the calmer side, but he he seems like, um, I don't know how to say it, but like he's watching over everything. Like I know he's aware of every little piece on how everyone's feeling or how everyone's moving throughout the day in that practice and everything. So he's able to observe all that and take it in. And just be able to, I, I think, just be on the same page as everyone. Just be able to communicate with anyone. You got a whole bunch of different personalities, you know, in the locker room and so many different people from, that's one of my favorite things. You got so many different people from different backgrounds of life. You know, you got people from, you could tell different states, but different financial backgrounds, different uh, income, you know, just all uh, ethnic backgrounds. Um, and I think he's able to communicate and get the message across to everybody that really the, the main goal is win. Like, whatever we got to do to win, that, that's what we're going to do. And, and you can feel that with him and everything that he does. It's We will find a way to get the job done. Let's hey, talk hey. about the uh, the path to the NFL, uh, Trent. I believe it was 2019, um, signed with Miami. Um, and it, it's been three years since, um, you know, you, you made your, your NFL debut here with the, um, with the Bengals. Talk about the, the life of being on the practice squad. What's that um, – What's that like? Um, obviously, you have to be ready for that call up. Um, is it a, a deal where you know you're simulating a lot of defenses go- going into um, that week's game? Tell us what it's um, you know the grind that it is to to be on that practice squad with uh, the hopes of working hard every day and getting that call up to um, to the 53. Yeah, I mean, first off, it's a patient game. You know, you, you got to stay patient for when your opportunity <laughs> come around. Um, but overall, you know, I mean. Uh, my dog, uh, Stanley Morgan, was actually practice squad at some point with me and moving up and down. And so we always um, we always say bomb squad. That was our group together. And then, you know, just getting out of the mud. You know, I, it's, um, you know, there's a certain group of people who are undrafted free agents. And there's a really, it might, I think it's a majority in the NFL that are. But, you know, you there's plenty of them that are there for a year and then gone. So it's a, it's a constant drive thing. You got to just be able to have your own, I guess, motivator within you. And um, just go out there every day and be ready for when that opportunity comes because it it comes for many of you guys, you know, but you just don't know exactly when it's going to come. 
Yeah. Hey, Trent, let me, let me ask you a question. Uh, you know, what's what's really was really cool to me when you caught your first touchdown. Yeah. Uh, and I know they had a lot of guys mic'd up, and I think it was Mike Hilton, some of the other guys on the sideline. They were genuinely excited as hell for you yeah. catching that touchdown, man. They know the work that you put in. They knew the effort that you put in to get to that point, man. You got your opportunity. You took advantage of it, man. What, what does that mean to you? That you're it. It feels from from our perspective, from the fans' perspective, these guys, these guys love you to death, man, and they were happy as hell for you. I mean, it meant the world. I mean, there's there's a great group of guys in there. I mean, that's 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 really my family and in Cincy right now. So there's a great group of guys in there, and to see them have that type of emotion for me getting that chance, that opportunity, that win. Um, was pretty darn cool. I mean, Mike, Mike knows the grind there of, of trying to, I think if I'm not mistaken, he was on draft free agent. Um, so just to have that type of support in every way is, is huge. Um, but it's, you know, you, you got to celebrate your wins, but you got to keep going and, and be ready for the next opportunity. And you can't let that celebration really dictate your work ethic there. And along those lines, we got another picture here. It looks like Joe talking to the <laughs> locker room being presented that, um, that game. I'll talk about uh, that experience. Oh, that was unbelievable. Um, that was pretty cool. I, I didn't know for sure I was going to get one, but I was hoping for one. Um, you know, having there congratulate me, that, that picture a little bit goofy, but it was, you know, it was a raw emotion. It was what I felt in that moment. And, uh, you know, I, my mama loves that picture. I'm a little bit like, well, I look a little goofball, but I'll take it. <laughs> where's uh, where's that ball set now, uh, Trent? under his pillow i see everywhere that day but yeah no i still got that here and then i actually got my jersey right here as well oh that's badass badass nice nice we got another picture here and it uh, happened i believe just (laughs) a uh a week with nothing bad. We're we're done with all the hard ones. This He's scared. All, He's scared right now. This is just all uh, <laughs> rave. Um, these are all raves. This was that oh. um, the oh. catch that that Mike Vrabel didn't think you you caught. Um, Craig and I happened to be sitting right in front of you on the on the sidelines. There, we one hundred percent knew it was a uh, catch. Was that something you guys worked on all week? And tell us about uh, that big catch there in Nash Vegas. I mean, you know, that's a back shoulder fade. That's what really Joe and Jamar do better than anyone in the league. Um, and Joe threw a great ball there. We worked on it early in the week just for when the opportunities come. And, um, you know, you got to build a feel of his back shoulder over the top. And we connected there on a third down to, you know, move the chains. And I was I was happy he threw the challenge flag because I got to waste the time out and we got to end it with the ball in our hands. So. Uh, it, it, it's funny. We were all, most all of us were down in Nashville for that game. And all the Bengal fans know who you are. But let me tell you something. We were sitting in a group of all Nashville fans. They were like, they were looking your name up. Who is this guy? Who? That's T.I., man. You guys better be ready for him. Well, everybody in the NFL knows about you now, brother, because uh, especially the Nashville fans, they know about you for sure, man. That was, <laughs> that was an awesome, awesome time, man. Yeah, I was sick. Okay, hey, Tom, hey, uh, do we have any uh, viewer questions at all? Yeah, go ahead, uh, Tom. Go ahead, and I'll look for the. Uh, I do have one viewer question ready. Yeah, Trent. One of the things you know started really last year when I think the reboot that Coach Taylor was trying to implement happened was how you guys work together so well, work mm-hmm. so hard. You guys had Monday off, but from everything we're reading, the locker room was pretty much at capacity with guys lifting weights. I guess Joe Burrow went in, got in a workout, and then dove into studying film on on Cleveland. 
Have you ever been around a group like this that works so well together and works so hard for each other? I definitely have not. No, that's an easy one. I have not been around a group like that. Um, I feel like it's it's pretty clear that everyone's willing to be bought in and put everything into it every week. You know, that's that's the number one thing on everyone's mind every week. And, uh, you know, you go through high school and, you know, kids are just playing ball, having fun. But you can always tell the investment levels are different on, you know, each position group or each individual. College, I feel like you get to that next level and, like, you got a lot of people bought in, but then there's still people that you got to drag out to events. And, you know, usually you got to drag someone out to somewhere. They're not really, they're not invested, but I've seen, I mean, here more than anywhere I've ever been. Um, everyone's just bought in. Like you, you expect them to be there working. That's just what they do. And it's, if they're not doing it, they're probably doing some sort of work at home, some sort of film study at home, recovery at home, or there, it's just a matter of what's got to be done to get the job done. And that's what everyone's doing. So it's, it's a unique group. And, um, you know, everyone was in the locker room on Monday, on the day off, either lifting, watching film, recovery, any of that. So it, it was pretty cool just to see that you get the day off, but everyone knows still what you got to do to get the job done. And that's what they were doing. To elaborate on what um, Tom said, Trenton, that wide receiver room that, that you're a part of, I'm going to say it's the best in the NFL. Um, the unique thing about it is obviously we know Jamar, um, T and, and Tyler, but there's, there's no egos. There's no head hanging if, if they don't get the, the ball. It just seems like the next man up. Obviously, Jamar's been out some games this year. T. Higgins has been out for some games this year. And, and whoever's next in that wide receiver room steps up. So maybe you can elaborate a little bit more specifically on uh, that wide receiver core that you're uh, a huge part of. And, and as I said, the best wide receiver room in the NFL. No, I mean, that receiver room is unbelievable. It is, uh, in my opinion, the best receiver room in the NFL by far. Um you know, and I think in everything that they do, though, I mean, you talk about win one-on-ones, you talk about understanding coverages, um, you talk about, I think, just the camaraderie that we have. I mean, the support system, even after, like, last game, Jamar was like, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing, man. You, you know, I love how you're playing. And, like, you know, I got to go in there and have a catch, you know, 13, 12 yards, whatever it was, and uh, didn't have as big a role, but, you know, he's still out there, you know, doing his thing, but making sure he's supporting everyone, so... I think that that support system is, is huge. And I think it, it starts with Troy. Troy Walters, our receiver coach, is unbelievable. Um, he is, you know, the best receiver coach I've had. You know, he understands people as people, but he also understands the system and being able to just communicate what needs to be said and get people individually right, you know, because everyone takes information differently. So you got to be able to address them as individuals more so than as a, just a blueprint of what works. So I think I think it starts with Troy, but I think it really it trickles down to, you know, the top three big dogs there that always support everyone, you know, and, and you know, we got new receivers coming in, coming out, but there, there's always a lot of love in that room, and that's, and that's pretty unique because it feels like everyone's fighting for each other's job, but really you're just out there, you know, trying to win a game and trying to support each other. Trent, we want to be conscious of your time. Do you have a couple minutes for some viewer questions? Yeah, we'll go. Okay, uh, Bob, this is a great question. We know we have three remaining home games at uh, Paycor this year, uh, Cleveland, Buffalo on Monday night, and, and probably that Baltimore game that's going to be flex. Yes, from a player's point of view, what's the vibe from the sidelines with Paycor home crowd um, and how loud they are? It's been awesome. It's been awesome. I mean, I, I've, I've been here early when we weren't, you know, doing as well. It wasn't as pretty or even freaking in the COVID year. It was, a little, it was no one there. Um, but it's been pretty cool to see the the city come alive and just, you know, supporting everything. I think the Miami game, the whiteout was one of the memorable ones that really stuck with me is it was like, all right, we we're here as a unit, you know, to 
go win a game. And we, we took that one as well. But it's been cool to feel that environment. You know, I didn't really have that one in college where it was as rowdy. We were a little bit quieter. We had our Stanford was known as the library, both being smart but being a little quiet. So it's cool to have that, that atmosphere, to have that city backing you up. Okay. Uh, apparently, our, our uh, viewers, our, our Bengals fans watching, are, are stereotyping you. Uh, long hair, blonde from California. The, the popular question here is Do you surf? Yes. Okay. I knew it was going to be a question. I long <laughs> hair down. All right. Like to all, all the stereotypes there. I have the long hair. I'm from Cali and I don't know how to surf. So I, I, <laughs> I got the long hair. Look. I don't have the skill set yet. That's something we can acquire, um, but I think I, I gotta be um, I gotta be safe, you know, for the body as well, and not get hurt. So I gotta I gotta be in the right circumstances to be able to do that uh, skill. So we hey, got it. Stay away from stay away from crocodiles and no surfing. It's sharks. We got it. And stay away from sharks. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need you in the water anywhere. You're good. <laughs> Oh, All right. All right. Also, Jimmy, Trent, I did have away. one one question okay. if you have time. Yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. So first, I want to congratulate you on making the you know the fifty three man roster, and you know a lot has been made over Cincinnati about uh, you know the head coach. And one of the things that I love about our team now is that how everyone contributes. So can you speak to what it's like working under Zach Taylor and just the vibe he gives and how how his demeanor is you know just gives confidence to the whole team? Yeah. Um, no, I mean. Zach just feels like when you're in the locker room with Zach, he just feels like another, I don't want to say like another person, but he treats everyone as people. Like he knows everyone's name. You know, you come in there as a practice squad guy who you're there for day four and you walk by Zach and Zach will be like, Hey, what's up, John, or whatever your name is there. And he, he knows everyone's names. He treats everyone as individuals. And I, I think that that has that trickle down effect. Everyone knows everyone and everyone respects everyone. You know, sometimes you're, you know, someone walks around, whether it be the big boss or whatever have it, you're like a little, a little timid to be able to say anything. Um, but Zach invites open communication there. And I think he, he sets the standard for how everyone communicates and how everyone is open to just be themselves. So I, I, I mean, I love the job that Zach does. And he, I mean, obviously does a great job see it from the outside, but from the inside out, it's good too. Hey, just Trent, I just want to let you know, I also text Elizabeth and Troy and uh, Duke, um, and they're responding, you're not to be anywhere near the ocean uh, or any lakes in Florida, any swamps in Florida, man. We, we need you. We need you, brother. We need you. So, hey, we'll, we'll kind of close out with this. I just want to add just two more quick uh, – one comment. And so Saturday is your birthday, correct? Uh, December 10th. I think that's Saturday. All right. You know, see, he was trying to – hey, I said today was his birthday, but – Hey, what better thing than for us to beat up on a city up north? Oh yeah, on Trent's, Trent's birthday weekend, brother. So talk about look, we we lost to these guys twice twice last year. That last game didn't matter because none of the starters hardly played anyhow, right? But um, they got our number a little bit. But we we got some we got some payback to do here Sunday, right? I think it's a beautiful thing. You know, I think Kansas City we had plenty of uh, energy and plenty of purpose to try to go win that game just because they were number one seed in the AFC and you know we had played them in the playoffs we'll probably see them again in the playoffs um but you know coming off that big win we still look at Cleveland and we're like well they beat us probably three times we played them or yeah. more so like we got a lot to prove there and um you know that being the Browns you know in the family there and all that 
there's a there's a lot of stuff to prove that we we still have on the table there so i think that's just going to bring great energy to practice and everything that we do and, and an investment to try to go get that win because we need it we need we need a we need a statement there we need to set a little standard we'll, we'll be there we'll be there brother we'll be there sunday loud and proud for you but hey so i do want one if you can just a yeah. request from us we want yeah. you to do a key rhyme bounce somebody off the turf man just stiff on <laughs> we want we want to see you we want to see you man we want to see you do it don't do that i just catch my runs in the end oh man <laughs> I don't know if I got that one in, but I'll, I'll do my best Huron impression. <laughs> <laughs> well, brother, hey, man, it means a lot. Uh, I, I tell you what, man, you have I, – I just just overnight have become like a, a, a legend here at Cincinnati, brother, and the fans, not just locally, but across the country and internationally, brother. You're one of the most popular Bengals right now, man, and we love you, man. And, and stay healthy. Stay away from the damn alligators. Don't go, <laughs> don't go anywhere any near sharks. We need your ass for the rest of the year because we've got to make this Super Bowl run, brother, and we need you, man. But we appreciate you so much for being with us, bud. I appreciate y'all having me on. All right, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Good day.